Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Red, White, and True Podcast with your host, Andrew Britton. And God bless it, you guys. I just cannot help but feeling like the striking feeling that every time I stand in front of this microphone, I'm about to deliver some message of apocalyptic, impending doom that's coming upon us. But there is a feeling, and I can't be the only person feeling this, of something bad is coming our way. Something that feels like we, we can't shake it. There's this Im- unmovable force that is moving towards us, this evil force. But yet at the same time, there is this awakening happening amongst the people. And that force is pushing back against that oppressive authoritarian force that seems to really want to subjugate us and, and oppress us. And it really is remarkable when you look around this country, the things that we see going on, the things that we feel, we look at the leadership and the elites that we have in this country. And at one point in time, the elites in this country, maybe they were impressive people. They had impressive degrees and they had impressive accomplishments. And when I speak of the elites, you know what I'm talking about the the high level business owners, the Washington politicians, the super the celebrities and the stars that we see. And at some point in time, those people may have been impressive people, which maybe that's how they kind of lulled us to sleep into this kind of ab- and let us into this abyss that we seem to be going down. But it's pretty plainly obvious at this point that. The people that are the elites are not impressive people. They are morons. And when I say morons, I mean morons. And the other thing that's really striking is they really don't give a shish about what we think, what we feel, or what we want, which is really remarkable when you think about the fact that that is the entire premise that this country was founded upon. That is the entire premise premise that the country would represent the will of the people, of the people, by the people, for the people. And we have really gotten to a point, and I I feel like I pound on some of these same narratives all the time when I step in front of this microphone, but our elected representatives do not represent the will of the people. If you polled, and I know that this has been done, and I I probably should have gotten this study before I started standing in front of the microphone talking about this, but if you polled the elites, the elected representatives, in particular, let's just talk about the elected representatives that we have in this country, the people that we actually vote for and send there to represent us, if you looked at their agenda and what they cared about, it would not line up or match up in any way, shape, or form with the agenda that the people have, that the people care about, that the people want to get done. And I don't think that's any more evident when you look at here recently this freaking disaster of a border bill that the moron Republican leadership who couldn't be further away from their voters just proposed because all they did was piss off every single one of their voters while simultaneously taking an issue that they had a huge, huge amount of leverage on the Democrat Party with. They could have used the leverage they had to actually get a legitimate border bill 
to shut down the invasion, in which we're going to get deeper into that particular situation, they could have actually used that leverage to get a real bill that shuts down the border. And when I say shut down the border, I don't mean shut down the border in the manner in which the communists want to shut down the border, which is not at all, or the manner in which the corporate donors for the Republican Party want to shut down the border, which is, again, not at all, because they want the cheap labor so that they can drive down wages so that they can make more money because, well, they're greedy. Okay, I don't mean that kind of shut down the border, which is actually the bill they put forward where they said 5,000 people a day can come into the country, but oh yeah, we don't count kids, and oh yeah, we don't actually shut down the border because they can actually come in through ports of entry. But needless to say, it is unbelievable that they took an issue that they had such an advantage on and found a way to make a disadvantage for themselves, where now they've given at least talking points to the Democrats, the communists. The Uniparty did that to themselves. And look, while I do get on here quite frequently and talk about how there is an impending doom and all these issues that we have, and I rant on and on about the different things that are going on in this country, I do have to say in this particular situation, there's a positive that came out of this. And one of the positives that came out of this is that Mitch McConnell, an absolute globalist uniparty elite who has gamed the system in every single way and represents his voters in no way whatsoever, found out in a hard, hard way that he absolutely had all the pressure in the world against him from his voters because they were disgusted, thoroughly disgusted at what he directed Senator Lankford from Oklahoma to go do. And yes, make no mistake about it. That bill that you just saw that is likely to get killed in the Senate was written by Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer months ago in which they directed Senator Lankford to go out and be the lead negotiator on because he was just elected and was at zero risk in their minds of losing an election or losing his seat because, well, it doesn't come up for another five years. Okay, well, they made a mistake there. They also acted under the assumption that the American people are paying attention in the world that used to exist. By that, I mean where the mainstream media reports the specific news, the pieces of news, and the specific narrative that they would like to tell you every single day so that they can feed you these fat and happy stories to keep you fat and happy. Well, that media landscape doesn't exist anymore. And the mainstream media, as they go on TV every day and they <laughs> hyperventilate about Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans, as Donald Trump's popularity grows massively, they go on there freaking out every single day because they realize that the people don't trust them. But sadly for Mitch McConnell, he learned a hard lesson, and so did many of the Senate Republicans, that independent media, much like the podcast that you hear me on right now, which I don't know that I'm independent media. I think I'm a guy who kind of pays attention a little bit, does a lot of pattern analysis, thinks about these things, and then just needs an outlet to yell into the microphone and talk about these things. But independent media has given the ability of people to consume actual news 
real news and the actual truth. And yes, the mainstream media and all the elites will call all those independent media outlets conspiracy theorists, despite the fact that the conspiracy theorists, they claim, have been right all the time and they have been wrong all the time. That includes Moscow Maddow. That includes Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough. That includes Morning Mika. That includes Joy Reid. That includes every single CNN and MSNBC host you can possibly think of, and also likely your favorite ABC, NBC, CBS, and yes, in many cases, your favorite Fox hosts, because they are bought and paid for controlled opposition as well. And we'll get into that further too. But needless to say, like we talked about in the last episode, the border is still wide freaking open. And you have to ask yourself this simple question, okay? Why do they want the border wide open? Why do they want that? Because Joe Biden and the Democrat Party, this is clearly, this is clearly a priority of theirs. This is a policy position that they are implementing to allow the third world to flood our country. Why would they do that? Is it because, well, they just care so much about people and they want to try and rise people from the third world up out of poverty and show them what prosperity is? No, that is not the answer. The answer is they want to replace you. And yes, I know it's the great replacement theory. It's a conspiracy theory, except for it's not. Because there are countless videos and audio clips of Democrats talking about demographics as destiny and we can replace them. And they wrote articles. There's a New York Times article, I think from 2012, that literally is titled, We Can Replace Them. Okay? I cannot even count how many times Joe Burrow, Joe, Joe Burrow, oh goodness gracious, Joe Scarborough has said, Demographics is destiny. Demographics is destiny. Demographics is destiny because demographics is destiny and diversity is our strength and diversity is our strength. No, it's not. Okay. Diversity is only your strength when you have a diversity of opinions, of mindsets, but you have people that share a culture, that share a societal point of view for the direction, the morals and values that their society is supposed to have. The people that we're bringing into this country, many Sharia supremacists from the Middle East and from Northern Africa, do not share the same morals and values that built, created, and have sustained the United States of America. And I haven't even gotten into the fact yet that I watched an interview with Tucker Carlson, who's interviewing Brett Weinstein, talking about he just visited the Darien Gap, Brett Weinstein did, an area that he's familiar with because he actually lived down there for a period of time while he was studying in school, went down there and witnessed some truly remarkable things at the Darien Gap, which is that slim area between South America and Central America that it is completely thick jungle, almost impassable. But this is that thin area that migrants oftentimes, well, all the time, really, uh, if they're going to pass that direction, they have to travel it by foot. And so you find a lot of camps down there. Well, Brett Weinstein describes two specific camps when he goes down there. Okay. One of the camps is a camp like you would expect. 
of Central American and South American immigrants that largely are fleeing from economic devastation in their home countries. And there are families there, women, children, and there are men. And, but you can tell it's largely cartel controlled. But those people were able and willing to speak to Brett Weinstein and his guide that he had taken down, that had taken him down there, who was a, actually a, a former Navy SEAL. However, there is another group, there is another group that they found that is strictly Chinese. And it's almost exclusively men, with the exception of a few women and absolutely no children. And we are likely talking thousands of people. Brett Weinstein talks about in the interview who is only able to see the very front part. And these people were trying to conceal that they were Chinese. Brett Weinstein's guide speaks Mandarin Chinese. The person that he went to talk to actually tried to tell him he was from Korea. Well, Brett Weinstein's guide started speaking to him in Chinese, and the man responded back in very clear Mandarin Chinese. Unfortunately for the man, giving himself away that he was Chinese, in which he acknowledged that he had just done that, and they kind of laughed it off. But there's something that's really significant that Brett Weinstein talks about, the way that they were treated, the way that they were received when they spoke to the people in the Chinese camp. They were received with very, very little desire to be spoken to. Not because they weren't allowed to, and this is Brett Weinstein's interpretation, not because they weren't allowed to speak to them, not because anybody had told them, hey, don't speak to them, but because there was a hostility. There was an anger that was directed towards them. And every single one of those people are in that camp headed here to the United States of America. Chinese. Okay? And I don't know if anybody's checked. China's not really our friend. Okay? The interesting part about that is if you backtrack a little bit, I'm sure most people have heard of the one-child policy that China had. And they largely promoted men, boys, to be born. So they had a huge offset of men born in their country, which is really interesting if you have a population problem because, which is, this is one of the reasons why China has a population problem right now, because it, well, it requires a male and a female to procreate, to have children, to continue to build your population for your society moving forward. China did not do this. And, and you guys look at some point in time, it had to have become clearly evident to China that this was not going to create a sustainable population for them, but yet they continued the practice. Why? Why would you build a whole bunch of excess men in your population? Why would you do that? Because you're building an army. And it's important to understand that China doesn't see the takeover of the world the same way that we do. We tend to be very much more short-sighted, we think, in presidential election cycles. China thinks of things in 50, 100, 200-year cycles. Well, if you take that into consideration, many people who were paying attention to the one-child policy years and years and years ago kind of let that slip their mind because it was years ago. And they thought, well, okay, if they were going to build an army, they didn't. And, and Brett Weinstein actually talks about this, that 
it slipped his mind because it was something that just, it, it never happened. He didn't see it materialize until he walked back in that camp and realized, oh, wow, maybe this is the reason why they had the one-child policy that was clearly directed in favor of boys being born. And it is quite possible and distinct, especially based on the hostility that he felt in that camp, that that weapon, that army is now being deployed inside the United States of America. And the Democrats and Joe Biden and the uniparty right are allowing it. And if Brett Weinstein can walk in to an open camp in the Darien Gap full of Chinese, convince me right now that our intel agencies and our government doesn't know that camp exists and doesn't know a whole lot more information about who those people are and how they're getting there and why they're getting there. Convince me of that. You can't. You can't. Our government knows that camp exists and why it's there, and yet they still let those people come into the country. That is really, really mind-blowing because what in hell would be the reason for them allowing that to continue to happen? Because that, that, my friends, is an invasion. That is not migration. And yes, we are be, being invaded by third-world illegal immigrants from all around the world. That is happening. But there is also much more strategic invasion happening that is being allowed to occur by our government, by the leaders in our government. And for the life of me, if you actually gave a shh, shh about the people, why in hell would you allow that to happen? And you know what? I don't want to hear any of this crap from the Democrats or from anybody else who tries to make this ridiculous argument that, well, it's not an invasion. It's not an invasion because an invasion would imply that it's some type of military action. It, 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 It would only be an invasion if it's a military action. That is the dumbest argument ever. And let me explain to you why. Because we are basically saying that it's only an invasion based on the type of clothes that you wear. So if you wore different clothes, it would be an invasion. And apparently those same people that are making that stupid argument, that completely ridiculous argument, haven't paid attention for the last 20 or 30 years to the types of wars we've been fighting, where we've been fighting against people in Iraq and Afghanistan that don't wear uniforms, you absolute morons. And by the way, do you think the Chinese Communist Party is stupid enough to invade the country while wearing CCP uniforms? While wearing Chinese military uniforms? That is ridiculous. They're sending operatives in plain clothes so that they can invade the country. So don't give me the, they're not wearing the right kind of clothes argument. And I pose the question again, why would you allow that to happen? Because they know it's happening. Why would you allow that to happen? And you can only come to a few conclusions here. Either our politicians, in particular the ones in high level places that are making the big decisions, they're either bought and paid for, Or they so despise this country 
that they desire to destroy it, that they are nihilists in every sense of the word. And everything they do is with a specific intent to destroy the United States of America. So this brings me to ultimately, I think, what I was going to title the episode. And I kind of had a few different things that I wanted to title the episode. But that is, they hate us. And I don't mean, oh, they dislike us. They think we're smelly deplorables, Walmart shoppers, or whatever it is. No, no, no. No, they hate, hate us. And we need to stop pretending as if it is any other way. They hate us. And there's nothing more evident than the border bill. They just tried to shove down our throats. Now, however, I understand a lot of this. What I've said is negative to this point. But they got so bombarded with phone calls and contacts, their voters reaching out to them because of information that they have been able to attain, the voters have been able to obtain by independent media that they actually killed the bill. For the first time, and as long as people can remember, the people won. The people won the fight. And they exposed the Uniparty for what it was. But sadly, in doing that, Mitch McConnell, being the nihilist moron that he is, didn't see the fact that the Democrats were setting him up to put Republicans at a disadvantage in the next election. Now, look, most people aren't going to buy that. And most people know and understand that the spin coming from the mainstream media is lies. Nothing but lies. They are lies. We talked about this in the last podcast episode. That's all they are. They are lies. And they are losing control. And Donald Trump is the vessel in which they see the rise of the American people. And that's why they are so desperately going after him and also behind the scenes so desperately and maniacally going after conservatives all around the country. And that's why when you watch the mainstream media and you hear them talk about MAGA conservatives or Donald Trump, you hear (laughs) the absolute hyperventilation of the mainstream media as they see and they feel themselves losing control because they don't get to set the narrative anymore. But point being with the story I told about Brett Weinstein is something is coming. And unfortunately, such large numbers have been allowed in this country by Joe Biden and the Democrat administration in charge and the Uniparty In Washington, D.C., the political elites, the elites within our society, that I don't know that there's any way, if something is planned, that we can get away from it at this point. So what I would advise all of us to do, and God bless it, God, please, please prevent violence from breaking out in this country. Please prevent war. Please prevent suffering and death from happening, but please get yourselves ready. Please get your family ready. Please have emergency food. Please have emergency medical supplies around. Please have ways to filter water. You guys, please, please do that. And please, last but not least, please have ways to defend yourself. And, get, and gather and get your own food. Kill your own food if you have to. 
We are totally ill-prepared. This is how useless our government is and how much the people in charge hate us. We are not a serious country anymore. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that can't change, but America 1.0 is dead. It is dead. They killed it. And they killed it on purpose. For greedy reasons. For evil purposes. For power and control. (coughs) Excuse me. And greed. And greed. These are some of the most evil, maniacal people on the face of the planet. And somehow, somehow, they managed to Frankenstein this system As we fell asleep for a while, we did. As a populace in the United States of America, we have to accept some responsibility for this. We fell asleep and stopped paying attention. And we also lost our faith in God. Many of us did. I know that mine wavered. Not that I didn't believe in God, but I didn't practice it. So I didn't, my relationship with God didn't stay as tight as it should have been. And that allowed me to become distracted away from the freedoms that I had taken advantage and taken for granted by being somebody born in this country that had the gifts and the liberties of freedom bestowed upon me. I didn't have to earn them. I was born here. I was gifted them. And many of us fall into that category, but it is time for us to wake up. The, the clock, you guys remember the, the, the doomsday clock on the Time Magazine? You, you guys, it's like one minute from midnight. It's, it's there. And it is time for us to stand up. And luckily, luckily, by the grace of God, we are seeing some wins. We, the people, we, the people, just shut down this abomination of a border bill. 5,000 people a day. Uh, increased legal immigration. The last thing we need is more immigrants into the country. We just saw the attack in New York City where you've got a gang of migrants attacking New York City police officers and then Alvin Bragg, Alvin Bragg, yep, Twinkies, Alvin Bragg, lets them out of prison the next day. And when they get caught on camera walking out of prison, they flip the bird to the American people. Guess what, guys? Here's what we think of you and your crap country and your totally unserious country that you have allowed us into and given us everything. But here's what we think of you. Here's how much respect we have for you. So get them the hell out. And look, You guys, there's going to be some hard decisions that have to be made when and if Donald Trump returns to the White House. But I know the mainstream media is going to lose their mind and they're going to put lots of sad images and videos up on their mainstream media broadcasts and they're going to make people sad and upset. They're going to try to tug at your heartstrings. But these people have to go. They have to go. First off, we're going broke. We don't have room for them in this country. They have to go. I'm sorry, your first act was to come here illegally. And if you didn't come illegally, you lied about your asylum status. You need to go. Bye. Gone. See ya. Don't come back. And I know that that may seem harsh. And in some ways it is. But it's the hard reality of what needs to happen to save this country. Do we have to send the people back that broke in here illegally so that we can save the country? Or do we burn it all down so that we can pretend that we did something nice while we committed country suicide. Because that is dumb. 
That is stupid. If you have children or grandchildren, you know and understand how ridiculous that is. That that is not an okay outcome. And it should never be acceptable for those of you who have the responsibility out there of raising children or grandchildren. They are the most precious treasure we will ever have. And it is dire that we protect this country. I went a little longer on the border situation. And you guys, if you want to go read about the border bill and the debacle that it was, go read about it. But at the end of the day, it's dead. Mitch McConnell, The here's how bad the bill was. This is actually pretty historic. It is so bad. The bill is so bad that Mitch McConnell is in real jeopardy of losing his leadership position as the Senate minority leader for the first time in a long, long time because people have lost faith and trust in Mitch McConnell. The voters want him gone. And in fact, if I lived in the state of Oklahoma, I'm pretty sure I'd be protesting at Senator Lankford's office until that son of a resigned for the treason that he just dropped on the American people. What a lying, cheating piece of garbage that that guy is. And Lord forgive me for that, but my goodness gracious, that dude lied his face off and then tried to go on the TV shows and tell people that that wasn't in the bill when it was in the bill and then went on and tried to sell the bill, then went on to liberal media when he couldn't sell it to conservative media, tried to sell the bill there, then went back on to conservative media and lied to Maria Bartiromo about what was in the bill, and she eviscerated him as she should have because he is a sellout traitor to this country. An absolute traitor to the country, just like Joe Biden, just like Alejandro Mayorkas, just like that big piece of trash. They are traitors to the country. They have committed absolute treason by putting all of us in the situations that they have. And as far as Joe Biden and Chuck U. Schumer going on TV and making their threats to conservatives that they're going to drop this border debacle on their heads. To that, I say, bring it. Bring it. Go sell that to the people, Joey. Go do it. Go try to sell that to the people. Go try to sell that to the people on the south side of Chicago who you have infiltrated their city with illegal immigrants. Go try to sell that to the people in New York. Go try to sell that to most major cities around this country who can see what you've done to them for three years. Go sell that, Joe Biden and Chuck U. Schumer. I dare you. I dare you to do it. And to that, again, I say, bring it. Bring it. You want to fight on the border bill? You want to fight on the border situation? You want to fight on who's responsible for it? Fine, Joey and Chuck U. Schumer. Bring it. Because the people know. The people absolutely know. We have absolute infiltrations of South American and Central American gangs in this country. We have unbelievable amount of military age men that have flowed across this country. What do you think they're going to do when you let them into the cities and they see the young girls walking around? Is that an outcome? that you pro-open border people are willing to accept? What do you think they're going to do 
especially when they see that in these liberal cities with Soros prosecutors, that there is no punishment for their crimes. Go read some of the absolute disastrous things going on in New York City right now. They have illegal immigrant gangs operating all over the city, raping, assaulting, burglarizing, stealing. It is unbelievable what is going on. And it's starting to spread out into the suburbs. And if you think it's not happening to you in a city near you, you're wrong. I hate to tell you, you're wrong. New York City likes to try to blame Greg Abbott for the number of immigrants they have there. When you look at the total number of immigrants that New York City claims that they have within the city right now, and the number that Greg Abbott has sent, about 5 to 10% of the immigrants in New York City were bussed there by Greg Abbott. So how the rest of them get there? How the rest of them get there? I'll tell you how they got there. Joe Biden, the trafficker-in-chief, and the Democrat Party, and all the NGOs the money-hungry NGOs, the fake Catholics who operate the Catholic NGOs and Doctors for Open Borders and the Red Cross, for God's sake, the NGOs that the government's paying to facilitate this crisis, they are distributing these people all over the country. Just saw a video the other day, Lily Old Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio. A massive group of immigrants from Senegal came flying in to Cincinnati in the heartland of the country. It's happening everywhere because the Biden administration is trafficking people all over the country. They're flying them in from all over the world. This includes with the UN. So, by the way, All the NGOs in the UN that I just mentioned, they are destroying your country with your tax dollars. Your tax dollars and mine. They're taking our money from us, in which we have no choice but to give to them, despite the fact that it certainly feels like taxation without representation. And they are destroying our country with the money they steal from us. This is an unbelievable travesty and an injustice to the American people. And so many American people are already paying the price for these decisions with the fentanyl deaths and the rapes and the murders. And you get the Democrats in Congress who refuse to vote that illegal immigrants should be deported if they get caught driving drunk. Every Democrat voted against it. Or I'm sorry, 150 Democrats voted against it. I'm sorry. A whole bunch of Democrats. So there is basically nothing that the Democrats say people should be deported for. Nothing at all. So don't let them fool you with this border boondoggle BS that they just tried to pull. Okay? They are open borders communists. They are open borders fascist communist authoritarians who seek to create a uniparty, a one-party rule in this country and to replace you. Why do you think they fight so hard to ensure that illegal immigrants, illegal aliens are counted in the census? And then they flood them into Democrat areas 
so that the Democrats get more elected representation because of the illegal immigrants that they allowed to invade our damn country with our tax dollars. So they all got to go. I'm sorry. They all got to go. That is way more time than I intended to spend on the border. But in a slightly related topic here, don't know if you guys saw, but old Nimarada Haley, well, she really likes the border deal. She really, really likes it. And we just really got to do it right now. And it's definitely not because her donors told her to tell her, told her to say that. And it's definitely, definitely not because the border bill in which they said was $119 billion, that somewhere around, oh, $90 billion of that plus was actually going to fight foreign wars. 60 plus billion to Ukraine. And they're now threatening to not give any type of resources to to Israel as they're fighting the Sharia supremacists that attacked them. The same Sharia supremacists that the Democrats and Joe Biden and the Biden administration have allowed to come into our country. Same type of people. Same people, same type of people that have no-go zones in Paris because the French decided, well, it would be a great idea to let a bunch of Sharia, Sharia supremacists into our country. That'd just be great. How's that working out for them? Go read about how things are going on over there in Europe and how amazing their, their immigration has been, their mass immigration from the Middle East and from Northern Africa. Go read about how awesome that's doing. Well, Nimrata Haley wants that. Well, she really, really wants that. She really wants that, Bill. Okay? She she really does. Because she's definitely a conservative. She's definitely, definitely a conservative. Even though her donors are liberals. And uniparty Republicans. Chamber of Commerce, shiny shoe Republicans. Open borders Republicans. Yeah. Those are the people that support Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley can't think for herself. So she never considers the fact that if she supports this bill, it could be tremendously damaging to her failed campaign, which is a failed campaign already, because the only way that she's even finding ways to stay in the slightest way competitive is by bringing in Democrat votes. Uh, MSNBC actually did a pretty good job in the New Hampshire primary where they were exit polling people who voted for Nikki Haley on whether or not they were going to vote for Nikki Haley in the general election. And they said no, no. They were, it was a strategic vote against Donald Trump. They were voting for Nikki Haley to try to get her to beat Donald Trump. So what's interesting is that even Fox News said, well, my goodness, look how close Nikki Haley came. Oh, heavens no. This is amazing. This is uh, Kaylee McEnany and Britt Hume and Martha McCallum. They said, oh, my gosh, Donald Trump, he just can't win the election. He just can't. Oh, he can't win independence. Look at look at what Nikki Haley did. Oh my gosh, even though she spent a whole bunch of millions of dollars in New Hampshire and Donald Trump did not spend much. And Donald Trump got 30,000 more votes than the primary record in New Hampshire. 30,000 votes more than any Republican or Democrat had ever gotten in New Hampshire. But yet Donald Trump, well, gosh, golly, gee, he just doesn't just doesn't have enough support to win. He just he just doesn't, even though he's breaking records in every primary or caucus 
early on in this primary that you could possibly imagine. Nimarada Haley is a joke. She is a phony. She is a globalist, sellout, traitor, elite. She sold her state out when she was a governor to the CCP. She has sold her soul to the defense contractors to try and get money, which is go look at Nikki Haley's finances after she leaves the governorship of South Carolina. Really weird how she finds herself on the board of like Raytheon and all the defense contractors. And all of a sudden she becomes a very wealthy woman. Well, that's really weird. And then you look at, oh man, a bunch of big Chinese companies ended up, uh, you know, building businesses in South Carolina and gave a whole bunch of money to South Carolina when she was governor. And man, a bunch of the defense contractors moved their facilities down to South Carolina which, look, in some ways, it's a good thing, right? It's good jobs for South Carolinians. But not if your governor did it so that she can get a kickback after she's out of office. That's not the way to go about doing that. But apparently, in the United States of America, amongst the globalists, this is how politics works. They sell you out so they can get rich. And that's what Nimrahata Haley is. She's nothing more than that. She's just a false image of the donors she's like a hologram of the donors just projected up onto screen every time she talks and she says really stupid things and her side her side profile looks exactly like the wicked witch of the west go look at a side profile picture of, of nikki haley and then put that into like one of those shadow pictures where it's just like that you see the, the shadow silhouette it is the wicked witch of the west 100 percent Nimrata Haley, side profile, Wicked Witch of the West. Look that up. That'll give you a laugh. She's a joke. She's a joke. And in fact, she's such a joke that she failed to fill out her paperwork for the Nevada caucus correctly. So she's not on the ballot for the caucus, which is what the delegates, where the delegates are are won or lost in the caucus that Nimrata Haley and the donors created a Nevada primary, a fake primary, in which Nimrata Haley is the only candidate on the ballot that's actually still in the race. But they knew it was so phony that they put a checkbox on there for you to select none of the above. So you're going to have a Republican primary and you can select none of the above? What the hell is that? Well, it's so that Nimrata Haley can win the Nevada primary and Fox can go on and say, see guys, Nimrata Haley won the Nevada primary, but they won't tell you that it's a caucus state and that Nimrata Haley won no delegates by winning that primary because it's a fake primary. It's not real. By the way, she failed to fill out her paperwork correctly in the state of Indiana also in which she will not be on the ballot there either. So do people really want to elect a president that can't figure out how to properly uh, submit their paperwork for primaries or for caucuses to become the nominee. If she's, if Nimrata Haley and her team aren't even capable of appropriately filling out the paperwork, I don't think she's capable of running the damn country. She is an absolute joke. She is unbelievably dangerous. She is a liar. She is an absolute liar. And Fox backing her up is disgusting. Steve Ducey, you're a joke. You're a clown. You're a clown, Ducey. It's people like you.
that have Murdoch News Network, Fox News numbers cratering because people can plainly see your bias so clearly, your TDS, your Trump derangement syndrome. That's why the Fox News numbers are cratering. And yeah, I'm pissed about the Nemirata Haley joke because she spent hundreds of millions of dollars. And look, I get the Ron DeSantis part. He had a whole bunch of support coming out of the midterms, and he gave it a go. All right, fine. He's still the best governor in the country, okay? It didn't work out. He wasn't ready for the prime time. His campaign was awful. But he's still the best governor in the country. And he's probably still got a future in politics moving forward because he got out of the race when he did. But it's still a damn travesty that all that money was wasted. $190 million or what the whatever the final number was that came out that the DeSantis campaign spent. By the time this is all said and done, by the time you get to the Nimarata Haley campaign, the DeSantis campaign, and the RNC, they will have spent somewhere between a half a billion and a billion dollars on this useless freaking primary that Donald J. Trump is going to always win to begin with. Donald Trump was always going to win the primary. And yet here they go. It's an exercise in futility. All it was was a way for them to try and go up there and damage Trump. Nimarata Haley is there to damage Trump. And I know that doesn't make much sense because you say, well, Andrew, she's a Republican. She's a Republican. She's about as much a Republican as Mitch McConnell is. Mitch McConnell might stick the name Republican next to his name on the ballot because he knows that'll get him elected in Kentucky. But Mitch McConnell is not a damned Republican. You know, I struggled with that for a while, you guys. Do I want to call myself a Republican? Because I don't have anything in common with what these elected Republicans believe. I don't have a damn thing in common with them. And then I started looking back on who the real Republicans were. Like the Abraham Lincolns that created the party to defeat slavery. That was, that was really the reason why the party was created to combat the Democrats and the slavery that they desired. And I thought to myself, no, 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 I am a Republican. They're not. And I don't like the rhino thing. It's overplayed. It's played out. But I mean, goodness gracious, these are liberals with Republican next to their name. Dan Bongino has a really good saying where he says, there are Republicans that are liberals, but there are no Democrats that are actually Republicans, if that makes any sense. So the Republican Party has been infiltrated because to those who want to destroy the country, who want to progress the country, the progressives, the conservatives are the most dangerous thing in the world. The populist, nationalist conservatives who seek to conserve the morals and values and the principles and the foundation that made America, America. That's what MAGA is. Is that scary? Is that a scary thing? The thing that made America great for like 248, 46, however many years now? It's a scary thing to conserve those principles? I don't think so. It's not scary to them. It's only scary because... It destroys their goal, which is power and control, control everything you do, give you a central bank digital currency, 
And you guys, we got to be real careful and start watching out for the censorship thing. I have heard more than one reliable source talking about how we have got to get our voices ready to speak because in the next year, as the insanity starts to hammer down, as these people start to feel more and more pressure, as they lose control and the people start to take their country back, they're going to lash out. And their most likely way to lash out is going to be violence and tyranny. And you have got to get yourself ready because if we see the prominent voices of the conservative movement drop, there have to be those of us ready to step up and carry the torch forward. I've heard Glenn Beck talk about this a lot. Glenn is highly concerned that he is going to get shut down. For what? Because they don't like what he's saying. Because he tells people the truth. And because he catches them lying all the time. So it's one of the reasons why I do this. One, because I thought it might be useful if I could reach one or two people that the the larger podcasts weren't reaching. But I do it because... Somebody has to be out talking about this stuff. Somebody has to do it. And if I take on, if I can take on that role and I can help provide some semblance of educating or providing information to somebody that helps them better see and understand the forces working against us, working against the people in this country, then I've done my job. And I'm I'm content with that. Plus, I do it because God called me to do it. I've told you guys, it takes work to do this thing. And I do this thing by myself for the most part. It takes work to do this, to put this thing together. It takes time to prep the show, write the notes down. So I do this because I felt called to do it. And I kind of like doing it at this point. Um, And I really appreciate that there are those of you out there who download the podcast and listen and like listening to my voice and me rant on and on. But do not get fooled by Nemirata Haley. Do not. She is a product of the donors. She is a weapon of the Democrats to try and damage Donald J. Trump, who is your tool to save your country. He is. He's not your retribution. He's not your justice. He's not any of that. He is your tool, because that's what politicians are. He is your tool to save your country for yourself and your children and your grandchildren. That's what Donald J. Trump is. And yes, he is providential. God doesn't always pick the most perfect vessels to use. Go read the Bible. I mean, (laughs) some of the characters that God picks in the Bible to carry his message forward to do some of his most important jobs are very, very flawed people. And let's be clear, Donald Trump is an extraordinarily flawed man. He's got a bit of arrogance in there, but he has done something that no politician has done in this country since Ronald Reagan. He didn't just put us in and give us a seat at the table. He brought us into the room and set us at the head of the table and said, The middle class is the most important part of this country. It is what makes this country. They are the people that make this country run. And we need to restore, rebuild, and 
build up even stronger our middle class so that we can build a future America that is far stronger than what we even inherited. To grow the country forward into the future. To realize the dreams, the ideas that the founding fathers fought for. To continue to grow the tree of liberty that so many, so many have washed the ground in blood under that tree to water that tree to grow it forward. I mean, for goodness sakes, just in the last couple of weeks, we've seen five heroes in our military killed because of the weakness and the fecklessness of the Biden administration who doesn't seem to give a about the fact that he is directly responsible for the deaths of those soldiers and those Navy SEALs. Steps up to the mic, says a couple of words, calls the families and lies to the families about Joe Biden, tells the family that his son died in Iraq too. That is a lie. His son, Bo, sadly, got brain cancer and died in a hospital with his family next to him. Not in some godforsaken desert, in the Middle East, where our troops have no business in being taken incoming from the terrorists, from the Sharia supremacists, because Joe Biden refuses to defend them. And then lies to the families. Oh yeah, my son died there too. Joe Biden, you are an absolute piece of trash. Stolen valor, sir. Stop lying to people. And can you please stop lying to the Gold Star families? That would be amazing. It'd be a good place to start. You evil, awful man. It is purely disgusting. Oh, man. But as we talked about Nimarada Haley and the RNC, there's some interesting news coming out of the RNC here, too. The RNC, you guys, is a failed institution. They've spent their money... They waste their money. They spent 70 plus thousand dollars on flowers. They have a record low number of donations coming in to, to the RNC right now. So they have tiny amounts of cash on hand. So bad they actually had to go get a loan. And actually, to collateralize the loan, you know what they sold? You know what they put up to collateralize the loan? Your data. If you've ever donated to the RNC, the RNC just went to the bank and said, hey, give us a loan. If we don't pay it back, we'll give you all our we'll give you all our donors data. How incredible is that? How big a sellout is that from your RNC? Donald Trump spoke about this here recently, and I know that. One of Ronna McDaniel's henchmen has already resigned, and it sounds like Ronna might be on her way out the door too. And for that, I say, thank God. It's about time. I went on this podcast, and I begged, and I went on social media, and I begged, and I made phone calls, and I begged, I begged for them to elect Harmeet Dillon as chair of the RNC. And yet again, the Republican Party failed us again. And they put the loser, Ronna McDaniel, 
back in place. Ronna McRomney, Mitt Romney's niece. So hopefully Ronna goes because what the RNC has been doing is an absolute joke. They've done nothing to secure our elections. They've done nothing to build the infrastructure to go chase votes, chase ballots. We know that the elections are rigged. We know that this ballot harvesting, mail-in voting is a freaking con job. But those are the rules of the game right now. So the RNC, instead of spending $300 plus million on a primary, instead of Nimarata Haley spending $300 million on a primary, she has no chance to win. My dog has a better chance of becoming president than Nimarata Haley. Okay? Instead of Ron DeSantis when he saw he was getting beat by 40 points in the polls, instead of him spending $190 million, maybe, just maybe, somebody in the damn Republican Party could stand up and say, you know what, guys? We're going to have to win. And the Democrats, they don't seem to really give a crap how good their candidates are when they put them up. They don't care because they know they have the machinery of the elections buttoned up tight. They know that. For an absolute certainty, they know they can chase those ballots. Now, if you've been watching any MSNBC or any CNN, which I pray, God, I hope and beg for your souls that you haven't had to to endure that. But if you have, you've been seeing that they've been going out and they've been interviewing voters about, in particular, black voters, about what support level they have for Donald Trump. And, whoa. They are mind blown over there in the mainstream media and that liberal dystopia that is the mainstream media because they're finding out that, oh, Donald Trump has a whole lot more support from the black community than they ever thought was possible. By the way, Donald Trump has now broken even in polling. And look, I don't know how much I trust polling, but I know that the Democrats are going on the mainstream media. And I know the mainstream media is on their shows talking about this polling. And it sounds kind of something like this. (laughs) Hyperventilation. Absolute freak out. Absolute freak out going on. So that tells me that they are actually afraid of the polling that they're seeing because Donald Trump has pulled even with young voters and even with Hispanics. That is an absolute debacle if you're a Democrat, but I think this is going to be an extremely tight election. We need the RNC. We need the RNC at the end of the day to merge with the Trump campaign and push it over the finish line. You guys, We have to have that happen. So I hope Rana gets out. I hope that that's some good news I could deliver to you, that Rana is sounds like she's on her way out the door and that we can get an actual conservative running the RNC that knows and understands how to raise money, not spend it frivolously, and do everything possible to put together the infrastructure and the lawsuits needed to win the next election because our country depends on it. If Joe Biden wins this next election, or if whoever the Democrats put up wins the next election, we are in massive trouble. And they've already created huge, huge security issues for the American people. The cities are just flooded with illegal immigrants, crime, just it is an absolute cesspool. 
And that stuff's going to start to filter out into the suburbs. So please get yourself ready, guys. Please, please, please. And I got a couple other stories that I want to just briefly mention here before I jump off of this thing. But I wanted to get on here and do a podcast because, man, some of this stuff was just burning me up. This border deal, (laughs) I just, I cannot believe how stupid the Republicans are. I mean, and, and how evil our elected representation is in Congress. You guys, they don't care about you. Okay, if I was the Republicans, I would have said, hey, guys, here, here's the negotiation I'm going to do on the border. Here, here it comes. You ready? We want H.R. 2, which is basically bring back all the Trump policies plus some more good stuff. Or we're going to shut down the government. You either shut down the border or you shut down the government. Shut down the border, and I mean zero, or shut down the government. Well, guess what, guys? Both parties seem to be far more concerned about keeping the government open than they do closing down the border. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? i tell you what it tells me, that they care more about the immigrants invading our country than they do us. And if you see that trend in your elected representative then get them out. Primary them and get them out because we don't need cowards, traitors, and treasonous a-holes representing us. They'll all go out and run the same campaign. They'll make you all the promises, but look at their voting history. They can spin all the dreams that they want to. They can spin up all the stories they want to, but their voting history tells the truth. Okay? Kirsten Cinema left the Democrat Party and became an independent and votes more like a Democrat now than she did when she was a Democrat before, even though she's an independent. Look at their voting histories. They can run their mouths all they want to. Their voting history will tell you all you need to know. And the things that they put highest on their priority lists, that'll tell you how much they care about you. And right now, there ain't a whole lot of people in Washington that give a crap about us. They care more about the damned immigrants invading our country, stealing from us, lying to us, and breaking our laws than they do about taking care of you and I. And that is an absolute travesty. That is treason. And every single one of them should be held accountable for their treason. Every single one of them. A couple things I want you guys to be looking for, okay? This Trump immunity case that the D.C. Circuit panel just shot down. Okay, technically, Trump is supposed to be able to appeal that to the full D.C. Circuit, not just the three-judge panel. Well, the three-judge panel actually violated normal process, broke the rules, and said that if Trump does that, then they're not going to put a stay on the decision, which means they're going to wait on the decision, they'll hold the decision they made until they get a new decision from the full court. That's usually what they would do. They said, no, you can't do that. You got to go straight to the Supreme Court. And why are they doing that? Because they want to have the Trump trials before the election. They want to have the Trump trials before the election. It is their only method to beat him. Their only method to beat him, they think, 
is to put him in prison or to keep him so tied up in court cases that he can't campaign. I don't actually think that's going to work for them because the more they do it, the more the more Donald Trump rises, the more the legend of Donald J. Donald J. Trump grows. So I don't know that that's actually going to work, but that's what they're going to do. So keep an eye on that. Don't pay too much decision. Uh, uh, don't pay too much attention to the decision they just made that says that Donald Trump doesn't have presidential immunity. That is an absolute ridiculous decision because basically the decision they just made says that Barack Obama should be prosecuted for drone striking American citizens overseas. He he should be prosecuted for capital murder and that Joe Biden should be prosecuted when he leaves office for human trafficking, which he probably should be. But it basically removes the power of the executive branch if you don't say that the president has presidential immunity while doing his basic duties, while making decisions within the framework of his job. And that's what Donald Trump did. He challenged an election. And most people think it was an election worthy of being challenged because it was a stolen election. Elections have consequences, right? We're seeing the consequences of that. Stolen elections have dire consequences, and we are living that right now, which is why we need the RNC to get their stuff together. We need Nimrata Haley to go away forever, and we need to start focusing on the general election to beat the Democrats in every way possible in as many seats as we can because they are trying to steal the country. They're trying to destroy the country. They're trying to replace you. And they're trying to control you. Every aspect of your life. They want to take your freedom away. So keep an eye on the Trump cases. There's a couple of them. Um, You've got the one that's related to the J6 cases that the Supreme Court is about to hear that now. So keep an eye out for that. The Supreme Court's going to be hearing that soon. I don't know if their decision is going to come out soon. You got the 14th Amendment case, which is a bunch of crap. Donald Trump, that's where they're trying to take him off the ballot for insurrection, even though he's never been charged with insurrection. And nobody related to the J6 Fedsurrection has ever even been charged with insurrection. None of them. Because it wasn't a damned insurrection be the only unarmed insurrection in the history of the world in a country that has a second amendment where there actually are a lot of guns and people are allowed to own guns. So it'd be a really weird insurrection. Three hour, a three hour fed surrection that ended up turning into a bit of a riot. They call that an insurrection, but not all of 2020 where they let BLM and Antifa burn down cities, burn down federal buildings, kill cops, kill American citizens for an entire summer. What a joke. So keep an eye out for that stuff. You guys, the J6 stuff is blowing up right now. The J6 story is blowing up in their face. Go read Julie Kelly. Go read Revolver News with Darren Beatty. Um, Dan Bongino's done some good stuff on this. Um, oh, Charlie Kirk and Steve Bannon have done some really good stuff on the J6 uh, narrative just falling apart. Thomas Massey just had 
uh, Benny Thompson, the ranking Democrat on the J6 committee. He just had him, was asking questions to him. And Benny Thompson's clearly lying. And he's uh, the mm, uh, stumbling and mumbling over his words and can't answer. So the J6 narrative is falling apart. It's a lie. It was an op. And they set up a bunch of American citizens so that they could steal the election. That's it. It's pretty much the gist of the story. Now, we need to figure out who it was. We need to figure out who did it and why. Well, we know why. We need to figure out who did it. And we need to figure out why was Kamala Harris at the DNC and not in the Senate voting to certify an election that was the biggest moment of her life. Why'd that happen? Why are they not trying to find the pipe bomber at all? Why are they covering it up? Why are they altering the video of the pipe bomber? Yeah, that happened. Why did they delete all the, all the Secret Service text messages and emails? Why'd they do that? It's unraveling. And they're freaking out. And they're panicking. And you know, guys, I really want to say this. That I know that this has been a bit controversial and people say, well, it's looking backwards. But we need to find out exactly what happened on January 6th. Who did it? Who was responsible for it? And we need to find out what in hell happened in the 2020 election. Because those two things have been so divisive. They have been used as such divisive tools in this country that we need to figure out what happened in those two situations, January 6th and the 2020 election, so that the country can heal and come back together because they are lying about those things and the evidence is starting to come out and to prove it. Okay? We need to find out what the hell happened there. But it's not the only problem that the Democrats have. People are still really upset about the mutilation of children. And now people are paying attention to the border and what the Democrats have done there. So what, if the Democrats think that this stunt they just pulled with the bill that Mitch McConnell was dumb enough to fall for, if they think that's going to work, I hate to tell them, but the bill was too late and it was too early. It was too late because we've already seen three years of the invasion. It was too early because 2024 is going to be such madness that by the time we get towards election time, nobody's going to remember the three weeks of this stupid fake bill that they made up that they knew wasn't going to pass anyway. Nobody's going to remember that this ever happened, given the madness we're about to occur that's about to occur in this country in 2024. Get yourselves ready, guys. Also, something else to look out for, Tucker is going to Russia to interview Vladimir Putin. And I can tell you, the establishment is scared that Tucker's going to ask some hard pointed questions and that Vladimir Putin just might answer that the United States is responsible for the war continuing on and starting. That he and Zelensky wanted a ceasefire two months into the thing and the United States shut it down. They're afraid that some of those truths might come out. So when it came out that Tucker Carlson was going to Moscow to interview Vladimir Putin, the mainstream media, they reported on it about like this. <laughs> Tucker Carlson's a Putin. P- 
puppet. <laughs> Hyperventilation. Freak out. It's all falling apart for them. They are liars. They live in sin all the time. They are evil. Know that, understand that, and you'll never, ever trust them again. In fact, when you watch their shows, you'll know exactly what they're trying to hide, what they want you to know, and what they don't want you to know based on the stories they tell you because you know that it's all lies. It's all lies. So, you guys, we are winning. The win on the border bill is massive, That is such a massive win for the people yelling back to their elected representatives in Congress. This is ours. This is our country, not yours. We put you there. You are supposed to represent us. And they fear us. They fear us rising up. They fear us holding them accountable. They fear that we'll pay attention to what they're doing. They get angry when we pay attention. They get angry when we call and we say, you guys, you're not going to vote that way or else we're going to find a way to get you removed from office. They don't like it that we're paying attention. They don't like it that we're educating ourselves. They don't like it that we know what they're trying to do. We don't, they don't like it that we're exposing them. They hate it and they hate us. So, in order to save the country, we got to get them gone. They got to go away. Any elected representative that votes like a turd, well, flush them down. Gone. Bye-bye. Get somebody in there that will vote in accordance with their voters who put them there. You guys, pray. Be prepared. Pray. Educate yourself Read about what's going on. The only path forward is to talk about the issues. Read about the issues. Learn the most information you possibly can and take that information out to the world as ammunition and have conversations with people. Talk to people. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Talk to anybody that will listen. Talk to the person sitting next to you on the bus or the subway. Talk to the person standing next to you in the grocery line. I know it's uncomfortable, but we have to stop being uncomfortable talking about our country being stolen from us and stolen from our children. When are we going to stand up all the way Not just on certain issues. When are we going to stand up all the way and say no more? You will not steal my country from me and my kids and my grandkids. You will not destroy the freedoms and liberties that you are supposed to protect the God-given rights and freedoms that we have that you have no right to take. We will not sit down any longer while you treat us this way. We will no longer do it. It is time now, 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 now to stand up and fight. And fighting can be calling your elected representative every time they're getting ready to vote on a bill. Calling, they hate when you call. 
fighting can be getting multiple people to call. They hate when you pay attention. And it's because they don't want you to know what they're doing. Go look at how they vote. Stay in contact with your elected representatives. Read about what's going on. Watch podcasts. Consume information as much as you can. That makes you dangerous. And you know how I know that? Because they hate it when you do that. They hate it when you're well-educated and well-informed about the shh that they are trying to pull. They hate it. And it's because they can't steal your country from you when you're paying attention. And in particular, they can't steal your country from you when you're paying attention and you have a strong belief and faith in God and Jesus Christ. I think we need to get a whole bunch of people that say, Isaiah 6, 8, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, who shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. Stand up and fight for yourself and your family and those you love. Send me. Send me. Guys, I'd like to thank you so much for listening. I'm pretty sure I missed half the things I wanted to talk about here, but that's okay. We got to the big stuff, and we got to the important stuff. I'd like to thank you guys so much for listening. You guys, please, go talk to your friends. Go talk to your family. Go talk to anybody that wants to listen about these issues. We have to wake people up. There's no, there's no time left. There's no time for niceties. There's no time for being afraid to talk to people about what the issues are. We have to talk to people. Go talk to people. It doesn't mean you got to be rude and obnoxious, but talk to people. Let them know what's going on. So many people don't know. So many people really don't. They're just now waking up because of the pain and suffering that they're starting to feel from the policies of the Democrats, the progressives, and Joe Biden. So we need to keep waking people up. We need to move people. We need to have them understand what's being done in this country and tell them, help them to understand who the answer is. And that answer is Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump is the answer to saving this country. And I get it. He can only run for four years. We'll figure out who's going to carry the torch forward after that. But we got to get Donald Trump now. He cannot lose in 24, and that means we all have to get out there to do everything we can to ensure he does win, even if that means you're going to be a poll watcher or you're going to go chase ballots for your local RNC, whatever it is, or for your local uh, Republicans. Find out the organizations. Get involved. Do whatever you can. We have to save the country. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I'll be back with you soon. Do not be afraid to talk about these things with your friends, your family, with everybody. Do not be afraid to talk. Our words are the power that we have in this country. It is the most powerful tool that we have is our freedom of speech. We have to use it. There's no time left. We cannot hold that weapon back. We have to use those words now and tell the truth and talk about the things going on. So you guys... Thank you for everything and always 
always, 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 always remember that the road to progress is paved in facts. God bless you. Be with God. Use your voice. Be strong. Get your family ready. Go fight. And God bless you all. See you back here soon. I love America.